Jumbo brothers and sisters. It's brother Kiwi Bomani again. And I'm back live from the trenches. Today I want to um, touch on a topic briefly. The topic of self. Yes, yeah, self. Because as a people, we have no knowledge of self, a lot of us. And knowledge of self is, is broad and entails a profound definition. And it deals with the individual, but it also goes deep into one's people, history, family. It's real broad. So I want to just touch on it to give some of us that do not have a knowledge of self a little sense of self, a little, a little something to go off of. See, the self is everything that describes you. Your makeup, your beliefs, feelings, and thoughts. What makes you you? Going more in depth, self can be traced back to your lineage, where you came from, your ancestors, which is a dimension of self. To know self, we must question ourselves. And in order to question ourselves, we have to view. How do we view ourselves? How do you view yourself? How do you see you? It's one of the most important questions you can ask yourself. Because all that plays a part in self-esteem. How you feel. What you believe, what you can do, what you think you can't do. All this is a part of knowing self. How do you think other people view you? How other people see you? No, which really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, only thing that matters is how you see you. That's going to be, how you could say it, the dominant factor in your life that either makes you or breaks you. Because you could be as powerful as you want, but if you don't see this power that's within you, it's useless and you're going to be weak. So, you, you have one life to make the best of on your terms. And it all comes down to how you think. And a lot of times we don't ask ourselves questions. You might hear somebody talking to themselves. And the first thing they come to mind, oh, they're crazy. No. We have to talk. We, we do it mentally. Some of us do it out loud. But it's mandatory that you talk to yourself. To clear your thoughts. To get an understanding of self. Of who you are. Or what you're trying to accomplish or do, or whatever the case may be. So, especially for our younger audience and people that's listening, ask yourself, what do you want to become? Who are you? What excites you about life? Like, what motivates you? What, what gets your heart pounding? What, what do you like to do? Your hobbies. What is your purpose? We all have a purpose, whether we know it or not. And, you know, it's beautiful when you're in tune with that universal order, with your purpose, your destiny. You make beautiful things happen. It's like being in harmony with nature, becoming one. Also, you want to know what's important to you. What do you value? What is important to you? Not that nobody else is important to you. What are you good at? What is your skill? What you what you do? What, what you 
What you have a knack or talent for? What do you do well? What do people compliment you on? You know, that might be what you do well. Or it might be something that you take it for granted. Like, for instance, I come to realize I'm a good writer, but I don't cultivate it or harness that skill. So I'm losing out. But I'm aware of this. And, you know, maybe I find that impetus or that motivation to really make something happen. And that feel and that with that skill I have. Also, another question you want to ask yourself, what do you stand for? A lot of people don't stand for nothing. That's why they fall for any and everything. You see it every day. Look around you. The average person is a follower. They follow what they are doing. Not what they supposed to be doing or what they want to do. They going with the trend. They want to be with the crowd. They don't want to stand out. And that's why a lot of people fall short. And they never let their dreams or reach their true potential because they are followers. They don't stand for nothing. They've been sitting down all their life. What would you risk your life for? What would you risk your life for? Most of us, we risk our life, especially for our loved ones, our children, our parents, and so forth. Like you ever heard, would you die for the people? You know, it's better we could live for the people, for our people. But um, we have to have know these things. Like what, 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 what we stand for, what we risk our life for. And also one of the most importantest things is who are the positive people in your life? Your circle influence. You don't want to be around a bunch of idiots. You're just going to be the next idiot. So, you know, I love that saying what they were saying, and um, how the, how you say it, the, and, and narcotics and honors where people say persons, places, and things. And the people, basically, the people you have in your life will have an effect. You always heard the saying, birds of the feather flock together. And um that that that's real that's, that's real serious. Who you who who you allow in your company and who you constantly freaking with. Who you freaking with on a daily basis. But definitely shape or more has some type of direction on your life. These questions explain self to self, causing you to think about who you are. And what you want to become. Knowing your limitations, your motivation, your direction. You know, you, you get the, the knowing self. You have, you know your strengths and your weaknesses. So you can build around your weaknesses. And, ca- and capitalize off your strengths. Like these are things that every human being should know. On, on, on a road to success or trying to achieve or accomplish anything in life. I had... Um, came up with this self-assessment. I, had, I was reading a book by James Barrow. And uh, he asked, like, it was like 13 questions. And one of them, the first one was, what is your purpose in life? Back to what we were saying. It was, it was basically getting around everything I already um, presented to you. But I, a few, one of the few that I didn't mention was, what do you want to leave as your legacy? That's a hell of a question. Like when you did and gone, because you're going to die. We lived to die. Death is a reward of life. And um, how you want to be seen after you're dead, as you're gone. 
What do you want to leave to your children, your posterity, your children's children? How you want to be remembered? How you want to be talked about when you're gone? What you accomplished or what you did, what changes you made? You would want that to live forever or live on in your name, your family name, or whatever you leave your family and friends behind. And another thing, like I said, is just the reverse of the um the first thing. The people you you accompany. So you wanna know who's the negative people in your life, as well as the positive. Going back to what I said with birds and the feather fly together. You wanna alleviate the negative people in your life and build with the positive people in your life. You know, all these things is are circumstances that affect the self. And I mean, and I'm talking about the self, I'm talking about you. Your life, your future. And one uh, a key ingredient in the self is attitude. And it, and it was a saying by Charles Swindle, Swindow. And he made a statement, uh, you might have seen it around, about attitude. Because the attitude is one of the like, profoundest things dealing with self. It's going to dictate everything, how you perceive reality, how you approach reality. And he said that the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude in life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than success, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearances, giftness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are charged in our of our attitudes. And um, your attitude will dictate whether you sink or whether you float. Because the attitude is very really important on every aspect. When dealing with people, dealing with circumstances, situations, you always want to be optimistic and, and, and have a positive attitude, face anything. A lot of people, how you can say, they are, they are controlled by external factors. Some people will wake up in the morning, and if it's raining outside and the sun not shine, they have a down, negative attitude, you know. But those who know self and have a strong sense of self and aware self, they could wake up in that morning, it could be thunder and lightning. And, but their attitude is so strong that the day will be a good day, and they press on looking for the the good, being optimistic, not allowing external factors like whether the sun is shining or what another human being may say to do 
to mess up their day or to get in their head or their mind. I mean, this is something brief, it's simple, but the average person doesn't think on this level. We are weak. I'm weak. I, I, I allow myself to be dictated by external factors, knowing, and I have a sense of self. So I, this is basic talk, though. Hopefully somebody gets something out of it. But I want to share something that um, a wise person wrote. And it's called The Greatest. And he said, the most destructive habit is worry. The greatest joy is giving. The greatest loss, the loss of respect. The most satisfying work, helping others. The ugliest personality trait is selfishness. The most endangered species, dedicated leaders. Our greatest natural resource, our youth. The greatest shot in the arm, encouragement. The greatest problem to overcome, fear. The most effective sleeping pill, peace of mind. The most crippling in diseases, excuses. The most powerful force in life is love. The most dangerous friend, a gossiper. The world's most incredible computer, your brain. The worst thing to be without is hope. The deadliest weapon, the tongue. The two most powerful filled words, I can. The greatest asset, determination. The most worthless emotion, a lack of confidence. The most prized possession, integrity. Our worst enemy, ourselves. So with that, brothers and sisters, hopefully you was able to get something out of this. And um, and you look at yourself differently. You ask yourself these questions I presented and shared with you. And you get to know yourself better. Or you get at least to redefine yourself. So shaping yourself and seeing the world better and seeing yourself in this world. How you want to see it, not how others want you to see it, or as a tool for nobody else. I had came up with an acronym one day when I was in the belly of the beast for the word self. And I say it means search, enlighten lost facts of self. Meaning to go within and delve within yourself to get a better understanding of yourself and your place in this world. So, as I always, I'm going to leave you with the word of Uhuru, which is freedom. And we, man, as I say before, freedom on all levels. The struggle continues, and we must press on. Peace. Just listen. Can you hear? Can you see the tears? Do you even care? I don't think you are listening because if you were, you would have been paying attention. All I'm asking you to do is just listen and you will find out why so many black men are missing. Just listen to Willie Lynch in 1712 giving his famous speech. 
then listen to the white supremacy that the school system teach. Next, go to church and listen to the preacher preach turn the other cheek. Now you have a people that hate themselves vulnerable and weak. Just listen to the stories about slavery, how the slave master would cut open a slave woman's stomach and crush the head of a baby, or how he would hang us from a tree. And you got the nerve to want to kill me? Just listen to the sound of the glocks, a.k.a. desert eagles and four pounds as we place each other into the ground. Listen to the crying mothers, widows, and fatherless children because of these senseless killings. Just listen to the president, the government, the politicians. Think about the war, the scandals, the greed, and their position. The war between the Muslims and Christians. Then ask yourself, why can't we unite? Why does everything evolve around black and white? Why did it take so long for a black man to become the president? Some things are just evident, like the war in Iraq and the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Can you hear the impact of the plans that they tore through the frame? How about the crying and screaming as people jump from a blazing building while Bush was somewhere safe and nonchalant talking to the children? Just listen. All I'm asking you to do is pay attention. Look how we make up 13% of America and most of the population in the prisons. Look how we had the highest statistics of HIV and AIDS and how they are criminalizing our youth at a young age. Just listen. Can you hear Harry Tubbett telling us to follow us through the Underground Railroad and that turn as he mobilized us to stay in bold? Can you hear George Jackson telling us to take action? How about Malcolm X, Lemuel King? Did you hear any bells? Their freedom ring? Just listen to the brothers who call our sister bees. Then ask yourself, who's the enemy? Listen to these rappers perpetuating genocide, talking about busting their guns, degrading women, and getting high. Just listen to the people talking about Jesus coming back. It's been over 2,000 years. Where's he at? Just listen to the E-man, the rabbi, the priest. Of all this divine teaching, why don't we have peace? I advise you to listen and pay attention and know your position. If not, you'll be the next black man to come up missing. <clears throat> John Bull, brothers and sisters. It's Key Wade Bomani again, live from the trenches. Back, still blessing y'all with a little spoken words, getting you familiar with me, with my mind frame, my intentions. As you know, we in a state of emergency, and it's a perpetual state that basically seems like it's getting more severe. And um, it's my duty and obligation to speak on it or try to bring about some change or open the eyes of of our people so we can try to be reverse or, or stop this madness. You know, I would like to bring forth workshops in the future where what is dealing with manhood, self-esteem, things that will help uplift our people, young and old, and um, bring something to the table to give us to grow and to build on. Because we need a foundation. We need to know ourselves, to know who we are. A lot of us don't have a, a lack of knowledge of self. We don't know who we are, where we going, where we came from, what our vision is. We don't know nothing. We just moving about aimlessly, with no direction, crashing, burning, and we wind up in that graveyard, in the penitentiaries, 
or strung out on drugs, homeless and despair. This another statistic, basically. And we and we've been seeing it going on forever. Just look in the hood. When you look in the hoods, it's some families that been living in the same projects for years, generation after generation. Mothers, daughters, granddaughters. It's like this cycle that's been perpetuated, perpetuated. And it's like, you know, when it's going to stop? And in a sense, especially now, like in Philadelphia, where they had this gentrification thing with Temple buying up all the land and rebuilding them Section 8 houses and knocking down the high-rise projects, they basically moving us something out, breaking the cycle in that sense because it's more beneficial for their, for their own. But for the most part, that's what we've been faced with, like, you know, the ghetto, lost in despair, spinning wheels like a hamster in a cage, going nowhere fast. And uh, hopefully, I could, how you could say, I could make some improvements or bring something to the table, man. That's my intention, just to bring something to the table so that that, that can help us as a people. Because I'm all about black empowerment, man. Like, we've been down too long. There's only one way to go was up. So as I get familiar with the scenery and it readjusts to society, you will be hearing from me. Right now, I'm just trying to build up my comfortability and reach out and get people used to hearing me. So I'm dropping these little pieces here and there, not long and not too short, implementing my little spoken words and all that. But um, I will bring this little chapter in a... In a, in a, in a Big in this big book that I'm writing to a close, but I want to leave and close on Emmacar Cabral. He's a, a, a revolutionary from in Africa, and he said, "So in the light of favorable prospects for our struggle, we must study each problem thoroughly and find the best solution for it. Think in order to act." and act in order to be able to think better. We must always face the present and the future with optimism, but without losing sight of realities, and particularly of the special difficulties of our struggle. We must always bear in mind and carry the watchwords of our party. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And I will always close with the word of Uhuru, which is freedom. We're on that journey for freedom on every level of existence. So, brothers and sisters, I'm signing off again from the trenches. The struggle continues, and we must press on. Peace.